This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, uh, February 25th, 2019, coming off UFC Prague. Don't think we're going to talk a whole lot about that, but there was a lot of UFC news this week. I think it'll be a lengthy one this week, so we're going to get right into it. Before we get started, I'm Buju. I'm Brendan. I'm Bryce. I keep wanting to throw in Brendan's name because of the way we sit. Sorry if I sound weird. It's because my mouth is dry. So we're going to start off with the drink of the day. Snapple fact time. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. That's the opening of a Snapple. That's a uh, because it was good. Snapple fact of the day. This is a wild start. The first TV remote control introduced in 1950 was called Lazy Bones. <laughs> that was terrible. That, that wasn't great. Snapple fact number 59. Brainwaves can be used to run an electric train. So you just think about running a train and it runs? I don't know. That's what I need to know. Ask Snapple. I'm thinking what type of train. That's my An electric question. train. Yeah. Uh, like, like the South Shore? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking more sexual. Whoa. <laughs> what? I what? guess that could... Uh, I don't get it. You don't know what running a train is? Oh. A girl? No, nah, I got it. But um. Anyways. Buddy. <laughs> That's how we, we were listening to uh, an excerpt of our podcast last week, and we started talking about we couldn't like the president anymore. <laughs> just We're just testing the audio, and I mean, now we're talking about Snapple facts and running a train and... To be fair... We weren't talking about Trump. We were talking about Hank Hill was president or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was I a, mean, it was still a wild thing that yeah. just, yeah. you just tune right into that and you're like, we can't like the president anymore. Like, what's going on? It's like, <laughs> what? What is this show that we do? Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully you guys stick with us through all of this oddness. Or if not, just skip through these yeah, parts. Fuck yourself. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. That's what you I say. You can't be doing now, this. No, fuck them. Oh, my goodness. No, you fuck can't do them. that. Anybody who listens to this is trash anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> what are they listening to us for? But anyways, um, what was the first? Oh, UFC Prague. Like I said, not a whole lot to get into on the card. I think we have a new actual contender at 135, uh, Petr Jan. It's, that, can, that division kind of went from having nobody to being a fairly stacked division pretty quick. Yeah, within the last, like, two years. Yeah, Marlon Marais, Aljamain Sterling, so on and so forth. Like a day before oh, the, the fight. of Garbrandt. I realized that uh, Dotson was going to win. Obviously, too late to change my picks. We already made our picks, but... You realized Dotson was going to lose? Yeah. i seen a picture of him, and that's all you need to see. He looks like Pennywise the Clown. Or George Jefferson. Didn't he used to be fucking bald when he was good? Yeah. Yeah. Or he had a buzz cut. Honestly, I think that that might be the reason that he sinks now. The the hair? Yeah. I've seen... Bad hair? I mean, he doesn't look good, so maybe he doesn't feel good. If he doesn't feel good, he doesn't do good. Facts. Big facts. Um, facts from GSP, but, um, in saying that, I, I, first when I saw him, I didn't even know it was him, and I looked closely at, like, his jaw, like, his facial features, like, oh, that is Dotson, he's fucked up hair. a recognizable jaw? He's got, he's got that jawline, and he's got that Semi- strong facial him. feature. <laughs> Run is a big jawline, guys, and you want to fuck John Dotson. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, but, 
I feel like he, he definitely didn't look good. Like, he looked no. like a washed-up fighter leading up to that fight. He looked like he was about 40 years old, and Petr Yan looks like a killer. It's it's crazy to say that this quickly, that John Dodson should consider retiring, but, like, he what did. else do you do? He's he's already changed divisions, and now he's losing to guys on their way up. Exactly, and then if 125 does eventually get uh, extinguished, then all those guys are going to come up, and he's going to fall even farther behind, so... I don't think retirement's an option. I think he definitely he definitely's going to try to stay in the UFC, trying to keep getting those weak ass checks because he's obviously not winning or getting finishes or anything. Stay in the UFC until that fucking boat ends or whatever. The stream fucking if they takes keep you giving offshore. him tough contenders, though, he's gonna get cut. That's, that's what I was saying. And then you get cut, and then you go to some weird ass fucking place that nobody watches, like one or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to a lower place than the UFC. The referee with the fake out go, starting to raise Dodson's hand and that, then letting go. Yeah, that was so savage. <laughs> I couldn't even deal with it. At least Dodson handled it. Yeah. Yeah, I would be mad. In a good way. Yeah, I'd just start beating the shit out of the referee. Yeah, I would just punch him in the face. But then he probably would get cut. So um, maybe it's good he didn't. Stefan Struve, he got outstruck 64-0 to zero in the first round of the fight. Came back in the second round, ended up getting a submission win. And then... Retired. It's kind of, sort of, maybe, maybe, probably retired. He probably retired from uh, what I was re- reading about post-fight and stuff like that. He seem he says he obviously wanted to fight for a title, but he's okay stepping back now, and he already knows what he wants to do after fighting. So it sounds like that's the end of the Stefan Struve experiment. I mean, it's not like he's ever going to make a title run. So he's just he might as good. well just go ahead and if he already has, if he already knows what he's doing next, he might as well just go ahead and move into that. I agree, and I mean. Definitely hope the best for him, but I'm not gonna miss him. It's just a very Stefan Struve thing to do: get outstruck 64 to zero, win via submission, and then retire. Yeah, like that was peak Stefan Struve. The only thing that would have, if he would have like passed out or whatever after the fight, like he did before the fight that one time. Oh, that was so crazy. That was that Ronda Brazil card, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was a weird night. Anyways, uh, so Stefan Struve, whatever. Yeah, see ya, bud. And then the main event. Tiago Santos is on a fucking roll, and he's a fucking killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, people want to talk about uh, Anthony Smith's run, which I don't think is all that impressive because of he who lost he beat. to Tiago Santos. I right? know, and then he got on this run, moving up in weight and fighting a bunch, retiring some guys. But Tiago Santos is like murking the toughest, some of the tougher dudes in the division. Um, I don't know how you can justify Tiago Santos not being in the next light heavyweight t- title fight. Uh, How much fights has he won in a row? Four. Three in at 205. He beat Eric Anders. He beat uh, Jamie Manwa and then John Blackovic. However pull- you say that. I'm pulling up his topology. Shout that out again a- to topology. Did the truth. Just off those three names and those three fights wins in a row, it doesn't sound like he should get a title fight. But he's well, also Jimmy- won one, two, three, four, eight of his last nine. Yeah, including beating the guy, knocking out the guy. Didn't he knock him out? Who? Smith. Yes. Yeah. So he's, he's in knocking the same... out the guy that's about to. So he's a light heavyweight now. Yeah. yeah. He just moved up one fight after Smith did, and Smith just happened to. And it's not even necessarily right completely about what he's done. It's the also the lack of other yeah. legit contenders. It's easy to, to get five. a fucking title shot in that division. Because everybody fucking sucks, and John threw ran through everybody. But even if you look at other people who have gotten the shot, I do think he deserves it based on what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Although it could be a fun fight because he's knocking motherfuckers out and he has the he has the power aspect into the fight against John Jones or anybody that he fights. And he's uh, look, it doesn't draw anybody. He's looking more technical it. now than he did before too. Like it's not just a he's not a hundred percent a brawler anymore. It's a nice step back counter left that he knocked out Blackowitz with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and what did you say about draw? I don't think he, that's not a that's not a big draw. Anybody in that division, and again, it's not a draw, right? Unless it's like Rumble I, Johnson or DC. I think he's as big of a draw as Anthony Smith is, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because so. I mean, highlight tapes are big. Yeah. But I mean, if Anthony Smith could get a title shot off of beating Vulcan Uzdemir, who's cu- currently ranked fifth, he, I mean, Thiago Santos just knocked out number four, and before that, he knocked out Jimmy Manoa, who was probably right around the top five at that time. And now he's tenth, but. John Jones is like UFC's guy, or used to be. I don't know if he is still considered one of UFC's guys. He's probably one of the biggest draws, which means he should always be the main event. But the dude's fighting is so be- trash. Every fight that that, that t- every title fight should be a co-main. And that well, and that's why we're getting Tyron Woodley versus Cameron Usman also on this same card as Jones and Smith this weekend. Yeah, and that's a perfect com. I think that's a good combination of title fights. And then if you look at the rest of two hundred five, like I think Anthony or Tiago Santos is a better fighter than. Anthony Smith, obviously, he just beat Blackowitz. I think he's a better fighter than Uzdemir, Anderson, arguably better than Alexander Gustafson. So, I don't know. I can't think of anybody who's more deserving right now at a, the next shot. Yeah, and then... Unless John Jones somehow loses to Anthony Smith, then John Jones would obviously get a rematch, I would assume. I would assume. Although, I still don't... Unless he gets fit. I still just hate the whole... Because the only way he's going to lose is if he gets finished. There's no way Anthony Smith outpoints John Jones. No, I agree with that. And if you get finished, I just don't think you deserve a I agree. rematch. We talked about that all, all, the whole episode I, last I, week. But Yeah, it's just so if, frustrating. If John Jones loses, he's get, getting a rematch. Yeah. Unless he just doesn't want it. And maybe then he moves up to heavyweight. We definitely see John Jones at heavyweight at some point in his career, Got right? Got to. I feel like, without a doubt. After one or or after about two or three more wins in light heavyweight. Yeah, I feel like that. Probably by uh, end of 2020, I can he, see him. He, like, just turned 30, right? If he's even 30 yet. I th- he's definitely at, le- at least 30. I feel like he's But like either way, he's still got at least six more years of fighting left, probably. And he's already cleaned out 205, basically. He's got two or three guys left to beat there. I don't see any other path except going to heavyweight unless... Another 205 contender emerges. Maybe we have Johnny Walker, but even mm-hmm. still, that's still like one or a two year more away. Fights. Yeah, no from matter him being good enough. No matter who John Jones fights, I would never pick against him. Yeah, like right now, but uh, there's only one person that I would even might consider, and that's probably like Brock Lesnar, just because of size. I pick Francis Ngannou every day. I'm done picking against Big Daddy Frank. I'd pick John Jones over Ngani. I would. That'd too. be. I mean, that's a, but, a smart pick. But I'm done with the smart pick. I'm rolling with my guy, ride or die. But Nagano is one of the guys that can definitely finish him. Yeah, without a doubt, because that's like a rumble on steroids. Because John Jones never faced anybody with power like that, has he? I mean, obviously Not nobody like has that. power like Nagano, so that's a bad comparison. The, the but closest thing would have been if he could have fought Rumble. But I, I would say the most powerful fighter that Jones fought was Glover, DC. But DC at 205. And, and, yeah. I mean, he definitely rocked some dudes yeah. in his time there. But John Jones is 31, and he'll turn 32 in July. Okay. Um, so still six, seven more years of fighting left if, if he, he wants, wants to, to fight that yeah. long, right? I, if not longer. Yeah, I think that by the end of next year, he moves to heavyweight. So, Tiago Santos, does he get the next shot at 205? Probably. 
Unless, of course, he loses. But And if that happens, he probably fights Gus. Uh, if he waits right now, which he's, he's an active fighter, so I don't know if he'd want to do that. But if he waits right now, I think he's got the next shot. Well, I mean, since the fight is literally just a week after his, he might just wait. Exactly. But, like I said, he's an active guy, John Jones. Not. A little more active lately, but not exactly known for his fucking activity. But either. he wants to fight three times this year. And if John Jones says he wants to fight three times in a calendar year, I believe him. He's already, This will be his second. No, he didn't fight. He fought in December. No. Yeah. He so. wants to fight three times in 2019. So. It, getting a start or fighting in December and then February is a good start to that. So um, maybe he does do it. I hope he does. I hope he does too. It's I, I want to March, but hmm? it'll be March when he fights. Eh, it's basically February. <laughs> um, Hopefully he wins those three fights and goes up to heavyweight and knocks whoever the fuck is up there out. For you not saying you're a John Jones fan, you're the biggest John Jones fan. That's that's probably factual. I just want <laughs> I I do want him to be successful. Like I get tricked just as the same way I fucking buy into the Conor McGregor hype train all the time. I'm tricked into liking John Jones again. Like I like John Jones again right now. I don't. I, I'm not saying I love him or anything, but like I, I hope, want John Jones to beat Anthony Smith. I I do want that to happen, but I think I would want Tiago Santos to. Beat yeah, him. I agree with that too. I like Tiago Santos a lot. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I don't want just some Tiago Santos to kill somebody's fucking. It would kill his legacy too. Yeah. Because if Tiago Santos is gonna knock you out, you're gonna go night night. I'm mean, George Saint. We've I, we just had this comparison. George Saint Pierre just lost to or George Saint Pierre lost to Matt Serra. He got knocked out by Matt Serra. He's still considered the greatest of all time by most, including everybody in this room. <sighs> I don't know, man. Speaking, of, well, I'll give you two a two, choose your own adventure. You want to get a GSP or Max Holloway and. Let's do GSP first. Okay. Does this, does his retirement, quote-unquote retirement, does it, like, hit you at all, honestly? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. When I was uh, reading about it, because I was working when the press conference was going on, it was definitely, like, dang, this might be legitimately it. The thing to me was I pretty much already considered him retired. But still, to actually officially do it, and he but may even not then, even officially do it. But that's what I'm saying. Even then, when he says I'm retired, like he retired once already, and in, in MMA, nobody's retired until like they die, basically. Yeah. Like anybody could come back at any time. He's already done it once. I just, I don't. If he's retiring, he's retiring as the greatest fighter of all time. I just don't necessarily believe that he's retiring, even if he. This was a fi- this made it official. I already thought he was retired anyway, as retired as I believe he is now. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think I don't. This doesn't make me feel like he's any more retired yeah, than it was a week I agree ago. What I'm saying. Him saying it officially or whatever doesn't change what there was weeks or months ahead of what he was when he said that. And the fu- the same day as the press conference where he uh, quote unquote announced his retirement, he said he still might fight Khabib if he gets the right offer. Yeah. So, it's like, and like Shale Sonnen said, he made great points to it. So it might be just be a marketing aspect to mm-hmm. to. Uh, I GSP. love GSP. If he decides to fight again, I'm all in. If he doesn't want to fight again, I didn't expect him to anyway. Mm-hmm. I, the retirement, it's just kind of a, I don't. It doesn't mean a whole lot to me because I already viewed him as retired, and I don't believe that he's retired. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. I do. Um, is there any fighter that's somewhat realistic for him to fight that he you think he would lose to that you would pick against GSP in? I would not ever pick against GSP unless he fucking fights at like 170 or something. So you'd pick him against Khabib? Or, uh, yeah, Khabib. Yeah, I'd pick him against Khabib. I don't know if I'd pick him over Tyron Woodley. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I think he's but a better fighter than Tyron Woodley. But like we've said about Tyron Woodley, he's, he's a, a tough guy to beat. He is. But, and I mean, that's so his natural is GSP. Weight. 
So I mean, we'll uh, if they were to fight, weight. it would I'd probably pick GSP, but it would be tough. That would be tough. I'm thinking about that now. Not who knows? Fucking GSP crap. would come back and fucking knock Bisping out though. That's crazy. Drop them and then choke them out. But yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought he knocked them out. No, but I, like I said, if he's retiring, he's the great. He's retiring as the greatest fighter of all time. And Brendan I feel like a lot more. Snapple. Just wanted to update people. <laughs> I feel like a lot more people jumped on that train after he announced his retirement. But we've been re- fucking beating that drum for a lot longer than most people have. That GSP is the greatest, not Anderson or John Jones. Yeah. Anyone that says Anderson, I saw someone argue that Anderson has a better resume than. That's GSP. crazy. That's I saw that too. That's absolutely absurd. It's like Anderson's. The biggest names on Andersons are Vitor and and Vitor isn't shit without fucking steroids. Exactly, but he probably was when he fought Anderson. Like Forrest Griffin, Rich Franklin. Yeah, those like those are, were names at the time. But looking at the back, end, at the time, Forrest Griffin wasn't ever that good. No, Forrest Griffin. I like Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin fucking stinks. <laughs> but isn't he gonna be like? Isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably because of that fight he had against Stefan Bonner. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hot take: That fight was so overrated. Stephen Bonner, Forrest Griffin from the Tough One finale, so overrated. I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a couple years, but neither have I. Me and Brendan sat down and watched it one day. I feel like we, yeah, we watched. It's very overrated. I'd have to watch it in order to confirm or deny this, but I will at this point say you're wrong. Were you just watching fights last night when you Snapchat or yeah, Snapchatted me from that Conor Conor Max Holloway fight? I was watching the Conor McGregor fucking uh, documentary, bitch. Oh, were you? Was it good? It's good so far. I'm all, I'm like halfway in. I'm I sure hear... Bryce is probably Bryce seen will it four fucking times. love. Bryce... I haven't seen it yet because I want to <laughs> just have a time where I I just don't talk to anyone that whole time. <laughs> Bryce will love it. You, I feel like you'd be like, uh, man, it's man, it's it's just the layout's weird. Like it goes from like. I guess it would be hard too, because just like this person doesn't have a lot of. Because already tape like or a couple years old, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like a year or two. Because it like starts from a point further in his career, and then goes back to the beginning, and then they quickly go from his first fight to his last fight within like five ten minutes, and then it's like they're stuck on the Aldo fight for like twenty thirty minutes. It's just, what I'm hearing it's, is everyone here needs to watch this, and we'll do a special podcast episode where we review the <laughs> Conor McGregor documentary. I'll we watch it a, this week if we want to talk about that it fucking Simon on it. What happened to my boy Simon? There's just so many picks, it's hard to squeeze Simon in. Once we get a yeah. week off, I'd like to have Simon back on. I was thinking about that today. And I know he wants us, he recently began a podcast, and or at least he was talking about it. Yeah, he's been doing some work for some other website. Simon might be a traitor, I don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Simon, we love you. Uh, so yeah, does anybody else have anything on GSP? He's no, the greatest. But I do recommend everybody watch the fucking Conor McGregor fucking documentary, even though I'm only halfway through. It's pretty great so far. It's and the the crazy like I just want to talk about this now. One of the crazy thing is like, D. Devlin, his fucking girlfriend was there from the beginning, from the jump, and it makes me realize that no way Connor's fucking loyal to her. And it kind of no, fuck, Connor, it, it, there's it, zero percent chance Connor's loyal to D. Devlin. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it blows. It kind of blows because like this girl's been there when they're dead broke. You know, I was think I was thinking about that a lot through the uh, documentary. And another thing I focus documentary, on... Documentary, not documentary. My, my dad says it's the same way. It's so weird. That is weird. I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> my <laughs> but, grandma also calls green peppers mangoes, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Like, that one? Yeah, wild. that one. That's wild. But uh, another one that you you have to notice is just the accent. Like, I just focus on the Irish accent. It's fucking weird. It's crazy. We saw Anybody's that... thoughts on Irish accent? We I saw like Fighting it. With My Family last night, the movie about Paige from the WWE. 
And those English accents for two hours, is it fucking beats you over the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome, fucking bloody. Fucking bloody. Something. That's not what I mean there, is it? It's like, what? <laughs> People talk this way. Yeah, fucking accents are awesome. I love it. Con- and then, you like, just wa- it's watching Connor just, like, not just in a press conference, just in, like, his d- daily life. It's fucking awesome. So it's like one where they follow him around or whatever? Yeah, kind of. Not really. Didn't it's, they do something like that on Fox Sports One or something? It's not really him following around. It's mo- a lot of most of the tape so far is just him practicing and training. And it's weird watching him practice and training before he was big and he doesn't have a fucking terrible tattoo on his chest. I'm like, is this even Connor? We should watch. Me and Bryce should watch it. You should finish it this week, and we'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, and then I'll be on uh, my spring break. So if we have to meet a separate time, because I know that it can be difficult. And to- one more thing. Wasn't there an accusation that, like, somebody told Connor that Aldo was out and he opened one eye and said, like, it doesn't matter who the yeah, fuck it is? Yeah, when Mendez came in and said, it, it doesn't matter, they're all the same, and went right back to sleep. That's, that's, that, not, that's, that's the biggest that's, big ball move I've ever that's heard. That's 100% false if you watch the documentary. Uh-oh. <gasps> he walk, when he walked, Hold on. I yeah, don't want to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Don't. I got to watch it now. Whoa. I'm going to watch it this week that's because the, of that. God damn it. That the, sucks that that's not real. Based but, off the documentary, that's not real. So watch the doc, watch the documentary. <laughs> do you what do you call the place where you go to see a movie? How do you pronounce that? Theater. Movie theater. How is how say is it again? Theater. I say theater. Theater. Movie it, theater. I just call it. A theater. I never heard you say that. I've never. I don't know. You just probably tell me it, to go to the movies. So yeah, I've, I don't yeah, know I don't if ever I've ever theater. heard you say that word before, but you're wrong. A lot of people say theater. I've noticed it. I think that I said it one, to one person one time. They're like theater. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Star Wars name or something. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. This is my second time fucking blowing shit way out of fucking fine. the podcast. Yeah, That's what the show you. is. Um, ton of fight announcements or three really big fight announcements this week. We'll save the biggest one for last because I think we're going to talk about that one the most. Yeah, that's a weird one. First off, Anderson Silva and Jared Cannonier. I like that Anderson's staying active if he's going to be fighting, but I feel like this is another L for Anderson. Oh, without a doubt. And this time, I mean, he might get finished because I don't feel like a black man from Alaska is going to mess around with Anderson Silva. People don't talk about that enough. Jared Cannonier is a black man from Alaska. Yeah, salute. That's a different breed of human right there. Yeah. Like, he will fuck you up. I'm not, yeah, it... That's just what he does. It literally, because that. Yeah, he's the one black guy from Alaska. <laughs> you do not fuck with Jared Cannon here. I feel and like his parents. I feel like it's, that's a guy that Donald Cowboy Cerrone would hang out with. Jared black guy, dudes from Alaska. Fucking, they're gonna have spears, fucking spearing fish through the fucking water in Alaska. Oh yeah. <laughs> just if you watch Brother Bear, like. I, I get what you're one. saying. They're yeah. Just fucking standing in a stream catching fish with their bare hands and just taking a bite out of their head. Wow, that's that's, gross. The, that's the Jared Cannon or Cowboy Cerrone life. They should be friends. That should be a movie, a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. But they're not cops. Black guy buddies. from Alaska, cowboy from Colorado. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel like that goes well for Anderson. It's going to be in Brazil, so it's a little bit of an advantage for Anderson. But even still, I think he might get knocked. Jared out. Cannon is a powerful fighter who can wrestle. So if he if Anderson pulls that stuff where he lets himself get hit a couple times, that second strike can't. I don't think he's gonna. Uh, care at all about uh missing heavy the only thing i'm worried about as far if i was jared cannonier he's a little less or he's a lot less technical than israel adesanya is mm-hmm. and if he gets sloppy anderson can exploit that 
But I think Cannonier is good enough that he can make up for that too. Yeah. If he stands up and the Anderson that showed up against Israel shows up, he has a chance. Because I think he did pretty well against Israel. He a did. really great upcoming fighter that's getting an interim shot, which we'll talk about later, obviously. But if that Anderson Silva shows up, I definitely want to count him out. And maybe it's just me wanting him to win, me wanting him to end his career better than what the route he's going in is for his career. That, that was weird. I can't fucking talk. But I don't know if it's just that I want him to win, but I don't want it to count him out, even though I do think he'll lose. That's just my standpoint on it. Does the fight, does his performance against Israel make you a little more excited for this Anderson fight? Fuck yeah. yeah. Which is doubt, which is really sure. bad for a fan, but yeah. Because like, you're just going to get disappointed at the end of the day. Yeah, probably. you're buying into the hype train like I do all the time. Yeah, you but are. I, I'm the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a close. It's definitely a closer fight than the Israel fight because, like I said, if Jared gets sloppy, then he's leaving room for Anderson to do what Anderson does. But I, I still would pick Jared Cannonier, and I probably will when it comes time to make picks for that fight. Um, the next fight that got announced, Brendan just mentioned it: Israel Adesanya, Kelvin Gastelum for an interim middleweight championship, while Robert Whitaker recovers from his hernia and collapsed bowel surgery. Um, I'm not a big interim guy. I hate having two fucking I ju- belts, I, I but this we is ju- a good idea. I just thought we got. I thought we just got past the fucking interim belt stage, but now, now we, have we have two of them. Two of them, <laughs> at least. I'm not a big like I just said. I'm not a big interim guy, but this is the time to have this. An interim w- belt. Is exactly the time to have it. I think you have a guy that's injured, and you gotta have, and you have two guys that fucking deserve to have a title shot at the same time. But my thing is, the interim belt is basically just it's a. A physical number one contender. That doesn't even necessarily mean number. Look at Colby. Yeah, and that's the reason. Tony that Ferguson. It means absolutely in that too. But but at the very base of what the interim title is, it's a physical embodiment of being the number one contender. Yeah. So why not just have Kelvin and Israel fight to be the number one contender? I know the answer. It's so they can put a shiny gold belt on the poster. Yeah. To sell the fight, but that's basically what it is so you're adding so much extra to it and making it more complicated when you do an interim belt instead of just saying this is for the number or this is for the title a uh, title fight yeah right there with you but like Brendan said if there's ever a time to do an interim it's this time but I, I, I like yeah like we both me and Bryce just said I agree 100 with that because that's obviously our standpoint but I agree with the other aspect that there should not be a fucking second belt it's a phony belt. And I hope when Israel fucking beats uh, Gaslam, he doesn't act like it's the real belt. Because people that do that everybody, are fucking terrible. I think everybody, till the end of time, anybody who holds an interim belt is going to act like they're the real champion. Unless you're Carlos Condit. I mean, Kelvin and Israel were both kind of doing it already. After their after Israel beat Anderson and Whitaker pulled yeah. out against Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Like, because Israel said something like, I'll fight Kelvin and then uh, Whitaker can come fight me for my belt or something like well, that. Well, he wanted to <clears throat> have... Whitaker stripped and wanted to fight for the real belt. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I'm just not a fan of the interim belts. Like, I agree. I, I but thought we I, got past it, and now we're right back into it. Again. I just think this is one good opportunity to have it. I don't. I don't totally disagree, but Whitaker's not going to be out that long either. Like he could, he can fight at the end of the summer probably. I know that's a while away, and he hasn't fought since June already. But uh, we've seen longer absences. I don't know. I think I'm just so against the interim belts that I'm looking for reasons not to support this fight. Yeah. For being being for an interim belt. I love the fight itself. But talking it's a nasty about ass card. Yeah, it is. Top to bottom pretty much. Now let's get into this other interim well, or no. Israel versus Kelvin first. Oh. It's a tough fight to pick, I think. I definitely agree because 
the last didn't Ke- isn't Kevin coming off that Jacare win? Yes, I think. And he I didn't even know if he necessarily had won that fight. It was really close. But and before that, I think he knocked out Michael Bisping like a couple weeks after he got choked out by GSP. So I, it's hard to say because the thing to me is I think Kelvin is a better overall fighter than Israel Adesanya. Yeah. But Israel is so much better at the one thing Israel does than Kelvin that I still think I'd lean toward towards Israel. I definitely would because I also think he can manage the space a lot better and yeah. he's shown to be above average in terms of takedown defense. And the thing that nobody talks about is like the psychological aspect. I think Israel wins in that department because he's a lot more confident, in my opinion, than yeah, Gaslam uh, is. He's got big dick energy. Well, one thing I'm, another thing I'm worried about with Israel is we haven't seen him fight a smaller guy who's as good at closing the distance as Kelvin is. If Kelvin gets inside, closes the distance, either tries for a takedown or strikes within his range, it could we could see problems from Israel. But we haven't seen Israel deal with it. He might be fine in that department too. We just don't know. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to be a situation where he's so good at controlling the distance in most of his fights that he can. If there's probably going to be a few moments where we gasp. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be too bad for him. I think it's a great fight. Yeah, it might be better than Kelvin versus Whitaker, and I was excited for that fight. So, it's it's going to be an awesome fight, and hopefully, fucking Israel wins. If not, I feel like we would all be sad. I'd be sad. I'd be upset. Mm. But and again, it's not like one of those saddening moments where this is his one shot. He'll right. definitely be back. These no guys matter are what. both in their twenties. Yeah, they'll definitely be both no matter what. But in the moment, it'd be sad as fuck, especially if he got finished or some shit. I think I saw I was in the building for Kelvin's first post-Ultimate Fighter UFC fight. It's wild that he's fighting for a belt now. You had said from the jump that he was good enough to I go said for when a belt. he was on the Ultimate Fighter that he'd be the middleweight champion someday, which would be my greatest fucking prediction of all time if it comes true. But I think I'm rooting for Israel. I like Israel more than I like Kelvin, but I do like Kelvin too, and it's not like Israel doesn't have plenty of time to get back to that spot. Yeah, uh, Same for I'm Kelvin. I'm not with you. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm 100% rooting for Israel. Fuck Kelvin. It's that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you like somebody, I don't know. I can't even say that. I take. I'm, I'm not even gonna go with where I was going with. Uh, were you gonna talk about missing weight? No, I was gonna say. I was gonna light you up with Anthony Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, if you are a big fan of somebody, no way you can have any rooting interest for the next person. We've but, talked about this before. We did, and mm-hmm. I, we were we were both saying no way you rooted for somebody else. Yeah. And Buja was on the opposite same point. Yeah, it got, I think that discussion got heated. It did. It did because me and Bryson agreed, you disagreed, and we can't. We probably came at you, but I can't <laughs> say that because the next fight we're going to talk about is kind of one of those situations. You know, I I still am where we're, we stand that if you can really not decide between two guys, you don't like either guy. That's not what I'm saying. That's the, that's not what I'm saying. I agree with that, but. There's also I like there's no way in hell like there's a zero percent chance I want I have en- any sympathy sympathy for Kelvin, but I will for the next fighter that loses even though I want him to lose. Yeah, I feel. Now I'm, I I don't want to dive back into that discussion too deep, but my thing on that is Bryce, if Ke- if Conor McGregor and Max Holloway fought right now, you're telling me you're one hundred percent no question against Max Holloway yeah. as much as you love Max. Literally, Holloway. yeah. It's, I don't believe it's that. that easy. I don't believe I would that. not like it that he's going to lose, but it's him or me, buddy. Like if Kel- if Max Hall yeah, if Max Holloway goes out cold in that fight, there's no way you're just I 100% elated for Conor McGregor. I would be bummed. But I'd be so happy for Conor. But in 
the lead up, it's all Connor or nothing. Because if Cowboy and Max Holloway fought right now, I love both of those guys. I don't know what I would do in that fight. I don't know how I'd react to that. I don't know if that it would be a fight that ever happens, though. Probably not, but I'm, that's the only realistic. If you look at who my favorite fighters are, mm-hmm. that's the only realistic one I think that could would really like tear me apart. All right, on to the next. In my opinion. Let's talk about Max so Holloway. So Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier for the interim lightweight championship. What a weird thing. So Max Holloway is the 145, 145-pound champion right now. Yes. Why is he moving up to fight for an interim lightweight belt? What happened to Tony Ferguson? Ally Quinta's mad too. What's going on with him? Where's Khabib? What's Conor McGregor doing? There's so many fucking things that go in. This is a weird ass move. I don't get it at well, all. I, let me just start off by saying I was fucking right. I didn't think he was gonna fight Khabib. He's not fighting Khabib, so I just want to say I'm right. Fuck that Khabib fight. Glad that isn't happening. I'd much rather see him fight Poirier, either the, even though I'd much rather have him stay in his division. And saying that, I'm definitely okay. I'm definitely satisfied with this fight because it was either it's a great fight. what I really want, which was him to stay in his vision, and what I absolutely don't want and him to fight Khabib. So it's like the middle it's option. Compromise. So it's like Everybody. It's, 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 it's acceptable for me. That's just my viewpoint on it. Halfway happy. Halfway happy? Is shout that, out, is shout that? Out Stranger Things. But that's like just for like what's right. Because from a fight standpoint, it's a fucking awesome fight. It happened once. This mm-hmm. is their second fight. He lost that fight in 2012. As his second to last loss, then he lost to Conor McGregor like two fights mm-hmm. later. A very I, different Max Holloway back then. Very different. He, he looks weird. He's definitely skinny. I've seen the fucking he's Max, a little clip of the skinny. Max and Conor, and yeah, he's not a big guy. He looks a lot. He looked a lot more awkward then. Yeah, for sure. Um, not a hot take, but it might be a hot take to other. By his end of his career, he's gonna avenge his, all of his fucking losses, just like GSP did, and he's gonna probably he's be a goat. He's not gonna because uh, Dennis Bermudez. I don't. Oh. I think he like is retired. What I was trying to get at, he's going to be fucking Dustin Poirier. He's going to beat Conor McGregor. By you think your, he'll by fight time. him again? So you think he's going to fight and By the beat time Conor he retires. McGregor? Maybe I'm just saying this because I hope it more than I think it, but yeah. So I, this is kind of going off topic. If Max Holloway and Conor McGregor fall right now, who are you rooting for? That's 50-50, dog. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you, you're definitely Max. He's definitely Conor. I'm, I'm the Find ma- your fucking allegiance. <laughs> pick, a, pick a side, you fucking coward. <laughs> Uh, well, we were talking about this on Twitter, uh, but we were. Oh, like <laughs> Twitter messages. I was like, we were tweeting at each other. That doesn't happen. Uh, but Connor and Max are tied, tied. They're definitely fifty-fifty for my number two. So I like, I literally don't know who I'd pick for my number two fighter. Whoever's fighting at the time would surpass. We need the other to do. One. We need to do an updated top five favorite fighters on okay. the show soon. We'll do it. Not next week because we're week. gonna do the documentary. Thing. Yeah. So maybe the week after. Yeah. But I we need like to we do spread it, it out more. What do you mean? Like we're gonna do a documentary, then let's let's. We don't think we need to go back to back with some cool shit. You feel me? <laughs> I hope it's cool shit every I, week. Yeah, I was about to say. I like to think that every week is saying, worth though. tuning into, like a topic that pl- is planned ahead of time. Yeah. Um, it'll be coming soon. So as far as this fight goes, if you're gonna do it, unless Poirier was 100 percent against it, why didn't you have Poirier come down and fight for Max's belt? Because it it just it does just as much for his name if he fights at one forty five instead of an interim belt at one fifty five. Maybe this, Max wants to make a move up to one fifty five. I know it's a tough weight fair. cut for him. That's fair. This and is so a, this could be a perfect entrance into that division. This one, is a, sorry. Go this ahead. is a bigger win for Holloway than it is a bigger loss for Poirier. Yes, I, I guess yeah. you could say. I don't know how to word it correctly, but like, and what I'm trying to say is, if Por- if Poirier went down to fight Holloway, Poirier can gain so much. Or Holloway can lose so much more than he would lose by going up and losing. So it's better for Holloway in a sense than it is for Poirier. 
because Poirier can can gain so much from either one because he can be either the fucking number one contender or the interim champ of that division or the champ in the other division while fucking Max can lose everything because he was the champ at one division and now he's losing in his right. other weight class. You know, yeah. So yeah, if Max moves, if Max going up to a, a different division, he has a built-in excuse. Not saying like Max Holloway's an excuse guy or anything. Not he just all. has that built-in excuse where he's going to a new division. Exactly. And uh, if he's fighting at his own division and in his own division and loses, it's a more of a set in stone loss than it would be if he moves up and loses. That's my point. Yeah, just, um, I dragged it out. So run through all the questions you had when you were announcing it. Okay, so why is Max moving up and fighting for an interim belt? I think he wants, and I'm going to answer him as you ask. I think he wants to move up in weight class, and I think if he wins this, he might uh, give up the 145 That's belt. what I was going to ask. So you think this is almost kind of a trial run where think, if he wins, he gives up the belt? Because he's not giving it up right now. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the thing. That's possible. I can see that. Um, I hope he doesn't like just win this fight and then just want to stay at 155. I hope he definitely comes back and defends his belt, which I feel like he's the one type of guy that would do that rather than get stripped like a Conor would. I, I just want him to be a dominant champion at 145. I want him to be the king of featherweight. Like Nobody seems to be interested in doing that anymore. And I felt like Max Holloway was a, was a guy to do that at 145. I he still might. If he loses, I think he goes back to 145. And that's he's just got what the he fucking loss, and it's a whole different thing then. You're no, right. No disrespect to Aldo, but I want him to be the best featherweight of all time, if not him or Conor. But Conor blew that away. Yeah. I don't want Aldo to be it. Not just like because I hate Aldo. Respect Aldo. He's awesome. But I'm a fan of Max. And yeah. I want him to have yeah. that title. And I don't think right now he's the greatest featherweight of all time. Because it's definitely of Aldo. his longevity. Is it? That's a, dis- that's a discussion for I feel like we've done that already. I feel like we have. We do a lot the... of things uh, already. <laughs> if um, it's fun, we talk about it. We repeat it. That's how it goes. I already know the answer to this question. But what happened? what's going on with Tony? Why isn't he doing this fight? Because well, he turned it down. He turned it down. I think it's because he understands that the interim means absolutely nothing. He Which got is... stripped of the interim when he was going to fight Khabib because and... he was doing UFC media. I'm fine with that, but now like he's getting skipped over for the Khabib fight again. Whoever wins this is going to fight Khabib next, if Khabib fights. Yeah, that's a big and is Tony banking on Khabib isn't going to fight, so he's going to end up fighting the winner of this one. Maybe that's what he's honestly. That's if I'm him, it's like there's no point in doing it. Although I still, if I'm him, I sign the dotted line because you still have a lot to gain if you beat Max Holloway. And I don't. There's no reason that he doesn't explain himself. I think he should say something on fucking Twitter. What he's trying to do because he's having. He said audience. he can make 145. He tweeted it that night when the but fight what got does that announced. Mean? I think he would want to go down to 145. He wants to fight for a real belt. I think that's what it is. He wants no interim nonsense. He wants to fight for a real belt. So when they say they offered him the fight, which Dana and Tony, I think, both said that they did. Yeah. Did they offer him a fight against Max at 155, or did they offer him a fight against Poirier? They offered him the Max fight at 155 for the interim belt. Dustin Poirier said that. Okay. Because Poirier got the call afterwards and said that Tony didn't want it. So, obviously, if I'm Dustin Poirier, I'm signing on the dotted line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame Poirier at all. It's just such a weird situation. He wants to fight for a real belt, and, I mean, it's not going to happen for a while. Tony's highly deserving of getting the shot, and he's, he's just not getting it. He's, I still think, so one of the most underrated guys in the division. I don't think there's anybody who's been more deserving without getting the actual shot than Tony Ferguson. Yeah. It's it's so fucking sad, because this is probably the best division that we could, that probably in the history of the game, and we're not getting what we, but the fight the fighters deserve and the fans deserve. The top five or eight guys are at lightweight right now are five or eight of the best fighters that we've ever seen in the UFC, mm-hmm. especially the top three or four with Khabib, Tony, Connor, uh, uh, 
Poirier's up yeah, there. Yeah, Poirier's up there. I couldn't think of his name. But 155 is a bunch of fucking killers right now. And mm-hmm. we're not getting the fights between those four guys. It's very frustrating. It's like, I don't know how to compare. It's like having like the best players in the league and they're not playing against each other. Just They're like... Throw Cowboy in there, too. Yeah. And um, also another thing that... Another reason that Tony might have turned it down is that maybe he's banking on a Conor McGregor fight. I don't see that happening. I don't either because I th- I think though after this fight got announced that Conor McGregor is going to fight Cowboy Cerrone. Is there a way that he just denied this fight just because he didn't want it, or you think he, there's definitely a mastermind tactic that he has going on? Because I feel like Tony, he, yeah, and he might be freaking hurt. I think it's a, a combination of the reasons we just said. He wants to fight for a real belt. He knows the interim belt doesn't mean anything. He might be banking on Khabib not fighting, so he's going to fight the winner of this one anyway. Which For the would be real a, belt. Which would be a bigger fight than if he did it right now. So I think it's a combination of those things. And he might be hurt again because he's and the thing with the, And also <laughs> the thing with this division, since we're just, like, just kind of shy away from Tony a little bit, anybody in the top five could be like, if they won the fucking belt, if they were holding the belt in 2020, not be, I wouldn't be surprised. Could be yeah. Tony, anybody. Cowboy. That's how fucking close Kevin and talented Lee, they are. Ally Quinta, I'd be shocked if Ally Quinta yeah, won I'd be a belt. Surprised. Speaking of Ally Quinta, he's just, that was another part of the mm-hmm. questions I asked. So he was mad, like, him and Despoy were both tweeting that they weren't released from the UFC because. Which is wild. Because of the, what was it? Why were they mad? Well, I think Dustin, because he wanted a shot. I don't know why Ally Quinta was. I think he's just mad at the world. They were, I figured, like, I think something triggered it. But I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, they both were talking about they wanted to get released from the UFC. So now you've made Dustin Poirier happy. What do you do with Ally Quinta? Do you just, like, business as usual? Or? Yeah, who cares about Ally Quinta? I agree. He's not a draw. Like, Why would they both get mad? Dustin's... Some, I swear something happened, but I can't remember what it was. Well, let's... I'm going to go off the... I don't want to sound dumb and go off something that I don't know the full base... Full bases on because you're gonna have fucking fans attack me. But uh, Poirier, it's not like he's deserving over like he's not deserving over Tony for a title shot. So I mean, like I feel like he's placed where he should be. So he should be satisfied. Just keep fighting, and you're gonna get that belt eventually. If the fucking if people are active enough to fight for the belt, such as Khabib, and then Ally Quinta, like yeah, like what the fuck isn't he coming off a loss? No, he just he beat Kevin Lee. Oh, he beat Kevin Lee, but before, before that, that he lost, lost to Khabib. Khabib. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't find off the top of my head why I tried to do a quick Google search. I don't know why. Maybe he's I'm crazy, but um, it's like there's nothing really obvious to do with Iaquinta, and I feel like he's gonna be pissed off if you give him a fight against a, I don't know who's floating around in that division, like a Barboza or somebody. Like I feel like he's gonna think he deserves more when he doesn't. Yeah. So he's gonna be mad no matter what. So like. Just do what you were already going to do with Al. Try and give him Nate Diaz. Diaz isn't going to do it. But, I mean, like, I don't know what you do with Al. Because you can't give him a title shot. He doesn't deserve a title shot. No. But that's what he thinks he deserves. So he's going to be pissed off if he doesn't get one. Yeah. I don't. If I'm the UFC, I'm not even worried about Ally Quinta. If he really, really wants to be released, I'd do it. Because I don't think he's a big enough draw. And if he's just going to be constantly bashing the mm-hmm. promotion, you can't keep a guy on the payroll that's talking crap. And I'm not saying everything he's saying is 100% unjustified or whatever. Maybe some of what he's saying uh, is true. But, like, if you're looking at it from the UFC's point of view, it's like it's a guy who's probably never going to be champion. He looked bad in the title shot he did get. Granted, I know it was under weird circumstances and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's coming off a win off of Kevin and Lee thinking he deserves a title shot. Like, it's... And when you look at everybody else in that division, it's just nowhere near the case, so... Yeah. 
Um, Give Ally Quinn to Paul Felder to see who actually deserved that title I shot. I don't hate that. I, I like that now a lot. Um, but I, I don't, don't do think, fun fight. I think Ally Quinto would be pissed off if he had he to fight He probably Paul would Felder. be, but go sell a house then, buddy. <laughs> um, and then the last part of the questions that were, were what, is, what are you doing with Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor is going to fight Cowboy Cerrone. It feels like that's going to happen, right? I, I, think I think that's they, International Fight Week. I would. Oh, man. I don't think it's what you do with Conor McGregor. What's Conor McGregor doing with himself? Yeah, I think Conor McGregor is going to want to fight Cowboy. I think that's. If you look at Conor's social media lately, though, I think all signs point to him getting ready for a fight. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, like the other day, he tweeted. Um, someone had said posted an old tweet of his saying that he could write a trilogy mm-hmm. when he was calling for the UFC to sign him. Right. He said now he's about to start the sequel. Right. So, I mean... So, he's starting the second chapter of his career, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. Even though I feel like it's more like the third chapter, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Unless the third chapter is him promoting fights eventually, which I could see. And it's like... This is, no, this is another side thing. When you, when, I, when I watch the documentary, I miss fucking the... Like, it, it's like old memories, basically, and it, it makes you sad. It makes me sad. I might cry. But Conor it's McGregor like, makes me emotional. don't you fucking miss when he was knocking motherfuckers out? Yes, more than anything. When he fucking jumped over the cage and screamed at Aldo and like, fuck, we're about to have Aldo and Connor. Now Connor's not even fighting. When he was fighting every six months. and That was so fucking fun and I miss it. it I know it happens. Can't blame Connor. He's got what he wanted. He's got the fucking money. You can blame Connor. You definitely can. Like, I don't think you can. When you go from nothing to something, you get the money. I'm so, I'm not I'm not saying I do. blame him or anything, but I, you can yeah. definitely. You, you can you can blame him, but I'm not saying that you can. That's literally what you just said. Okay, let me think of a better way to word that. I'm not saying I'm mad at Connor for it, but you can blame him for not fighting. Like it's his fault yeah. that he's not fighting. Yeah, but but he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Cowboy Cerrone. He's gonna knock him out. I do think. But would he be fighting if he was already making good money? I don't think so. I think this was, like, even though this was obviously his dream, his goal, his passion, I don't think he would necessarily be doing it if he wasn't dirt poor. Like, he did this so he can get fucking money. Found what he he was good at. Um, I don't think it was just that. I think it was just a way out for him. Like, it's just a way to make money no matter what. It's like football players. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would be risking brain damage forever. If it wasn't for the money. Yeah. Shout out Smash Williams. Even though they, they, even though they fall in love with the game and have a passion for it for doing so, there's no money involved. And people, some people value money more than others. Yeah. And then Connor values money probably more than anybody in the fucking UFC. Um, even all that being said, like I was the biggest believer that Connor was never going to fight again after both the Floyd fight and the Khabib fight. At this point, I think I'm more convinced than I've been in a long time that Connor is going to fight again at some point this year. I think he fights probably two or three more times. This, this year? No. Oh. Like, <laughs> in, in his the career. UFC. I th- all right, he fights. Th- he definitely fights out uh, 155. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 155 again. I think he fights Khabib at some point, and then he definitely fucking fights Diaz maybe, and then he fi- probably – I think he fights Max. I think his next fight is Cowboy Cerrone. I think he's going to fight Cowboy Cerrone in July at International Fight Week. That's my guess. Woo. The next fight will be either Nate or Khabib. I think probably Khabib, but I do think he fights Nate again, and I think then it's a career. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Unless, um... And if he Max, avenges all those losses, is he a GOAT? If he go- goes out and... If he wins these last three fights, it'd be hard to say that he isn't one of the greatest of all time. He has to be Khabib. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he goes undefeated in this last stretch, if he doesn't beat Nate again, or if he beats Nate again, I 
I don't think that affects it very much. Yeah, I think he's better than Nate. If he beats Cowboy and avenges that loss to Khabib, I think he's at least in the discussion. I don't know if I'd put him up there. Because beating Khabib, something that's the opposite of your style. That's Assuming he's amazing. the first to beat Khabib, I think. Oh, I yeah. takes that O that's from him. That's true. Because if Khabib, if we're seeing the fucking Anderson Silva version of Khabib, then it's a very different thing. Yeah. Not that I think that ever happens with Khabib, but I don't know. Don't you just love talking about Connor? I just wish he fucked Pi. I miss that dude. It's like it's like a Ronda situation almost. Like I just fucking. Although miss I'm it. absolutely done with Ronda Rousey, even if I, she I comes too, back to the UFC, I'm done with her. I'm picking against her. It doesn't matter who she bullshit. fights. It's just oh, like picking against it's her. It's like yeah. the past, and you fucking miss it, man. I do miss her, but I'm done with her. Who are you more nostalgic for, Connor or Ronda? Connor, I agree. Connor, as fun as uh, Ronda's biggest moments were, Connor's Ronda- were more fun. Because Ronda's been done. It's been over with now. If Connor like, and, like he retired and he hasn't fought for like two, three years, then I'd probably be over Connor at some point. And, and Connor still have that nostalgic factor, obviously. But uh, there was more around Connor too. Like you had the build up, build up to the fights with Connor and stuff like that. Ronda it was just the fight, the the end of the fight, basically, like the moment in those fights with, mm-hmm. where she hip tosses Sarah McMahon and. Uh, flips Cadigan over and gets the armbar, knocks out Betchkahea. Like those were the Ronda Rousey moments. Conor McGregor had moments from the second the fight was announced, and even in between fights and all the way up to the fight, in the fight, after the fight. Uh-huh. Conor's just fucking awesome. Like I miss, I miss everything about Conor. Him fighting, him knocking motherfuckers out. When the press ESPN conferences. makes the thirty for thirty about him, man, it's breaking records. What if I told you, at Plumber's Apprentice from Dublin, changed the fighting world, thirty for thirty, notorious. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I'm getting like emotional here talking about Connor. You like, cry? Don't I'm cry. not gonna cry. I don't cry. You know I don't cry. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> what if Brennan just started crying on the podcast? One I would day? lose it. That would be groundbreaking. Yeah. I, I if it, if it had, I, I will cry on this podcast at some point. That's just gonna happen. <laughs> if Brennan ever cried on the podcast, <laughs> I think we just have to end the show. That would be Yeah, incredible. I think he's the least likely. I cried guy. once in like a year and a half span, so I'm not a crying guy. This is not me. I was going to ask what it was, but I think I know what it was. Yeah, I got, I talk got about on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I just don't cry. It's sad, but did I I teared up during the movie last night. What Are movie you, did you see? Fighting with my family. <laughs> <laughs> he, he saw the fucking rock fucking shirtless. He started crying. Yeah, it was, it was a very emotional moment. I love The Rock, man. He's so Rock, good. The Rock's awesome. But he might be the greatest human on the planet. I'm he, 90, I think he is. Yeah, I think it, without a doubt. Uh, do we have any other news? So how do we go from Connor? Like, what, what was the original We're topic? talking about the Con- interim Nate or fight. Max and Poirier. And just think, these guys are about to fight for an interim belt. Connor beat them both. I was just about to say that, too. Yeah, different circumstances, though, especially the Max one. I'm just saying, man. I would also say uh, Poirier because he was yeah. just all right at featherweight, but mm-hmm. he's a killer at lightweight. Agreed. For me to summarize it up from my standpoint, it's weird. It's a weird move from like where people are placed and stuff like that. <laughs> that, but as far as a fight goes, like tactical wise, it's a fucking awesome fight, and it's gonna be really fun. That card's gonna be really fun with those two interim fights back to back. Hopefully nobody fucking pulls out. Ho- hopefully everybody's healthy. Hopefully everybody we can all have fun. Keeps it in. Hopefully everybody gets in the cage and busts it up. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Where's it at? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. What you seems dr- like? It seems like the pay per views are no longer in Vegas. Like they always used to be in def- Vegas. Now there's definitely not. a lot less in Vegas than there used to be. I was thinking about that last night. And I'm a big MGM guy. I'm, I love. Oh, I used to go to the MGM again. I know, oh. but I was a big MGM guy. 
I agree with you. It feels bigger when it's in Vegas, I think. Yeah. It does. It feels like it's mean. A lot Maybe of people are starting to love doing it less to keep just the big ones. That's fair. A no, lot of people are starting to love BS. fucking uh New York, but I'm I'm a Vegas guy at heart. Yeah, I, I think that's just because it's new. And I miss MGM. Like, they also try very hard to put big cards in Madison Square Garden, too. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Connor Aldo MGM? It had to be, no. right? No? Yeah. I thought it was... MGM Grand Garden Arena. Who didn't... Who did he fight in T-Mobile? T-Mobile. Was that Nate. the... Rematch. Was that also where the Floyd fight was? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that's the rematch. Nate this is a great fight, man. I want to watch the first one too. Kay. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your dream fight for Conor McGregor? Right now, the funnest fight is definitely Max. I no Cowboy, because I'm. That's also a dream thinking, fight. That's a dream fight. I I'm, thinking, I'm also thinking about everything that goes into the fight because Con- Cowboy is going to say something back. Max is going to be like, "Ha ha ha! Wait, surfs up, bruh." <laughs> but that, all right, the dream—that's a better lead-up. What it is? But what's a more fight, fun fight than him and Max? Because they're going to fucking go at it. That's I, a fucking all-out brawl. I don't disagree with you, but I agree with Bryce that I would be more excited for Cowboy Connor. I just think about the entire because with no way that fight's better. It's more better, than though. just the fight. It's about the experience leading up to it. It's about the journey. <laughs> but the ultimate. Like if I can choose anything, it would definitely be Khabib, and if I can ensure that he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. If it was that, I'm like talk all the crap in the world, and then he lands a uh overhand left in the first round, and that's that. If I could choose one thing that happened in the UFC, it would be for Conor to knock out Khabib. Yeah, that's probably my one wish, and I'm not even wishing for one of my favorite fighter to do something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm choosing that over fucking Anthony Pettis. You'd rather Conor McGregor knocked out Khabib than Anthony Pettis knocked out Khabib? Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm, I got to be somewhat realistic at right. the same time. Yeah, because I don't think there's a world where Anthony Pettis is going to ever fight Khabib. Have you I looked at Conor agree. McGregor's Facebook comments lately? No. It's a wild place. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Conor and Khabib fans fucking going at it. <laughs> it's wild. Like, it'll, the fir- the top comment will be, here come the Khabib fans with a picture of like a really ugly Middle Eastern guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Khabib fans will be like, send me location. Tap chicken or whatever the fuck they say about Connor all the time. It's a wild place in Connor McGregor's Facebook comments. I think Brendan's going to it right now. No. Oh. Um, mm, I think we can get into picks. We do have to pick eight fights and we're yeah, almost at an hour. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're like I said, we're picking eight fights from USC 235 this weekend. It's a great card. We I, there was so much else happening. We didn't really talk about the card a lot, but uh, we might a little bit after the picks. But yeah, great card this weekend. Um, USC 235 in Vegas. I think. Right. I think. First fight we're picking, Diego Sanchez, Mickey Gall. Uh, that's a tough one for me. Everybody who has listened to me do picks before knows I lean towards experience a lot. But Diego Sanchez is not a very good fighter. He's awful. Don't even try to sugarcoat it. He's bad, and he should have been retired years ago. And I have a lot of faith in Mickey Gall that he's going to do big things in the UFC. I just don't know if he's quite ready yet because that loss to Randy Brown. Granted, he looked very good against George Sullivan. This is a tough fight to pick for me. I didn't pull up the odds. Let me look at the odds. Um, Mickey Gall was, I think, a minus two eighty five favorite. I am picking Mickey Gall. Uh, the story of this card for me is it. Well, there's a lot of young or upcoming or young and up, upcoming fighters on this card. That's yeah. fight odds as he's all out of order. You have Gall. You have Zabit. You uh, have minus three forty five. Yeah, and Diego Sanchez plus two eighty five. I am picking Gall just because I have more faith in him being. I think he's the better fighter. 
Diego's experience worries me, and I don't know that Mickey is quite ready, but I do think he's a better fighter, so that's why I'm going to pick him. I don't think Mickey Gall is all that fucking good. I don't think he has... He doesn't really have any impressive wins. I guess you can say consider Sage a good win. It was better at the time than it is now because Sage is, was, did not have that good of a career in the UFC. Mm-hmm. as First career. He's going to be back. He's going to be back. Okay. But his potential was higher than what he actually did. So I... I think that win is not that impressive, but I still think Gall is better than Diego Sanchez at this point in their career, so I have McGall. Devil's advocate on what you just said and everything about Gall, I agree, but he did impressively beat everybody who they put in front of him except for Randy Brown, who was a bad stylistic matchup. So he did do what he had to do in those fights. But I agree with what you're saying at the same time. Bryce? Mickey Gall. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Uh, Misha Serkinov versus Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker just had that very impressive knockout victory just a couple weeks ago. And he had moves, dance moves of the year. You type in Johnny Walker on fucking uh, Google, you're going to get fucking beer. You're not going to get Johnny Walker, the UFC fighter. Um, Johnny Walker, the minus 135 favorite against the veteran Misha Serkinov at plus 115. This is kind of similar to the last fight for me where Serkinov has a lot more experience, but Walker's coming off a much more blockbuster win. I am picking Johnny Walker because if you look at both their resumes... If Misha Serkinov is going to lose, it's probably going to be via knockout. And what Johnny Walker does is knock motherfuckers out. So I'm, I'm picking in. Johnny Walker. Please don't break that Snapple bottle in my in here. <laughs> Go for it, bud. I have Johnny Walker as well. N- not because he's like a fucking alcohol dude. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I have Johnny Walker. He's a young upcoming fighter. He's undefeated in the UFC. I don't think he's really fighting anybody, but he is upcoming. So he's obviously going to fight the people at the bottom of the division. It's another win in the books. Mr. Johnny Walker walking down the street. Gonna knock a dude named Misha. A dude named Misha's pretty terrible. That is bad. Yeah, but Misha that, I mean, Tate? that's like... Uh, that's cool. But That's like it, a Russian dude, so... Yeah. He's a thick Russian boy. Yeah. Misha. But, you yeah, Misha? Johnny Walker. You Misha? Bryce just going with fucking names this week. What's that What's that dude from uh, Star Wars? Misha? Oh, Barbar. Uh, bar bar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. <laughs> Jarjo would love Misha, to say Misha. Think he didn't Misa say Misha. Fool. Misa. Yeah, Misa. Misa, gay boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeremy Stevens versus Zabit Magomed Sharapov. Uh, Zabit, the minus 220 favorite. Jeremy Stevens, the plus 180 underdog. I'm picking Jeremy Stevens in this one. We've seen him fight more impressive names, we've seen him with more impressive finishes. And as for as much hype as Zabit has, I think he's looked fairly unimpressive in the, in the UFC for the majority of his time in the cage. He's looked very good at times, but in the same fights where he's looked very good, he's also looked very mediocre. Um, he might end up pulling this fight out. I don't have any doubt that he can. I just don't have uh, total faith in him yet, so I'm going to pick Jeremy Stevens. I have Zabit. Uh, he's the favorite going on this fight. He's on the rise. He's another young, upcoming feeder. Un- feeder. Uh, young, upcoming a- feeder. Undefeated, undefeated. I can't talk. I can't talk anymore. Undefeated fighter. He's an undefeated fighter in the UFC. Jeremy has been trying to get at the top for a while now. He's been there, but the effect is always just that one fight that he ends up losing to take him away from it. And uh, this is the fight. Can't get over the hump. Can't get over the hump. Gatekeeper. Um, (laughs) Are we saying that just because? (laughs) If you didn't, I was about to say it. Um... I also have Jeremy Stevens, though. I think every episode. Like I, I just said, did it to fuck with you this yeah. week. But you do it every episode. You don't. We don't. I promise. You really? Next don't. week we will. I'm going to listen to all fucking 49 or 65 or whatever the fuck it is episodes just to see how many times I've said gatekeeper. 
And it's probably around the 100 mark. That'd be my, like, realistic guess. Don't believe it. I mean, maybe if we talk about it, like, six times in an episode. But um, Jeremy Stevens, I think that he's got legitimate knockout power because he's the real hardest hitter at 145. Who the fuck? Yeah, that guy. Um, And like you said, Zabit. Jeremy Stevens should change his nickname to that guy. He should. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Zabit, like you said, has looked great at times and just unstoppable like better than Israel has looked at in the respective weight classes, but then in the same fights, what are you doing? He looks <laughs> bad. What are you doing? <laughs> I I had Jeremy Stevens. I don't think Zabit's ready for this problem. Fuck Zabit. Um, next fight we're picking Cody Garbrandt. I think this is the beginning of the main card. Yes, mm-hmm. it's either somebody will emerge as the new fucking leader for the picks. Or Bryce will have his first tie for the lead. Oh, no, you had a tie for the lead. Well, we got a ways to go. Yeah. Cody Garbrandt versus... That doesn't matter. I'm talking about right now. Cody you have to fucking call me out like Garbrandt. Cody No Love is the minus 165 favorite against Pedro Munoz, the plus 145 underdog. I'm picking Cody Garbrandt. I think he's uh, headed for a bounce back. I think he's going to get back into the title picture. I think the road starts here with a win over Pedro Munoz. I want him to get back in the title picture. Really fun fighter when he's knocking dudes out. He's, the dude just doesn't have a chin like most people in that division. Even the fucking title holder doesn't have a chin. Just a lack of chin in that division. Uh, lack but of chin. Lack of chin. There ain't no crimson chin because there's a lack of chin. Uh, wow. I got Cody Garbrandt. I hope he wins. I think he wins. I also have Cody Garbrandt because of all the reasons stated above. Um, Probably gonna, I hope he knocks him out too. It's a very realistic chance. He has a yeah. lot of power. I think it. It's not even necessarily so much power. It's just really fast hands and yeah, putting he, it at the right spot. Because he he's, he's a very technical boxer. He has really fast hands. I remember when he, when he was first coming up, like we were just wow we shook on how fast by how his fast hand. Cody Garbrandt's hands were. Mm-hmm. Fastest guy in the UFC when he's on, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Dominic Cruz found that out real quick in that fight. Yeah, Top yeah. five, all pretty tattoos are awesome. Awesome hair. I forget about him being on the fucking pretty boy team. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing five. we should say though is should we wait till after picks? Yeah, remind <laughs> me. Uh, hopefully, um, this one sh- has me shook a little bit. Now that I look at the odds, Tisha Torres a plus one twenty underdog. You are that's all going into the microphone. Tisha Torres a plus one twenty underdog. Wiley Zhang the minus one forty favorite. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rubbing the fucking microphone on your fucking peach fuzz on your chin. Fuck you, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Let's get through these picks. Um, I'm picking Tisha Torres, leaning on her experience in the UFC. The odds have me a little shook. I'm going to stick with my gut and pick Tisha Torres. I don't know a whole lot about Zhang, but uh, the odds have me shook. I'm picking Tisha Torres, though. I have Tisha Torres as well. She, her only loss in the UFC is to former champ Ioana, current champ Rose, and future champ Andrade. And saying that... Andrade. Andrade. I'm going to say it the white way. Andrade. That wouldn't be white, would it? That be would be white. Andre would be the white way. Yeah. <laughs> Andre. All right. Well, I'm going with fucking Tisha Torres. She's fight really good fighters. That's why she loses. So she's better than what her record shows. I got Tisha. I also have Tisha, and it makes me a lot uh, more comfortable knowing that everyone else is. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have to pick up a loss there. Um, Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. You're in the lead. Fuck you. Robbie Lawler versus You're Ben You're in Askren. the lead. Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're might. losing viewers as this goes <laughs> on. This, might, this has probably been a very terrible podcast, but it was a, I think it was it's a fun been one. Great. Um, <laughs> ben Asker, the minus 280 favorite against the former champion, Hrabi Lola. No. The plus 240 underdog. Um, <laughs> just kill it. Just end that right there. <laughs> I swear. Let's get through this. <laughs> Bryce wants to be very tactical, and we want to be fucking Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, <laughs> Derek Lewis is Are we here. drunk? What is going on in this episode? I can't speak anymore. I think I have speak. I just turned 21 I've... yesterday, but I was cool. Ooh, big Bryce. Oh, big 21. Big boy, I turned 21. I can fucking walk into a liquor store. Ooh, I'll stuck my own dick. Um, <laughs> my goodness. I'm picking Ben Askren. Great wrestler, great MMA wrestler. Robbie Lawler, not a great wrestler. Um, ben Askren has big hair, padding for the head kicks that Robbie Lawler is going to hit him with. But I still think Ben Askren takes Robbie Lawler down and gets, cruises to an easy victory against the former champion, unfortunately. I really, 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 so it's like four reallys, uh, want... Uh, Bright Roll to win by really, really, Bradley. really, 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 really. That's about five reallys. Want Ben Askren to lose. So I want Ben Askren to lose as much as I want uh, fucking uh, Robbie Lawler to win. Saying that, I really want R- Robbie Lawler to win and Ben Askren to really, really want him to lose. What I'm trying to say is, like, I really don't like the fighter and I really like one fighter compared to the other. So I really want. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of reallys. Literally get a smack. <laughs> I really, I really, I, I, I'm picking Ben Askren, even though I really don't want him to win. All <laughs> <laughs> to pick Ben Askren, Jesus. I'm just saying, I don't like Ben Askren, fuck Ben Askren. I get it, I get it, I get it, okay? You can't get this analysis anywhere else, folks. <laughs> You can't, and you don't want to get it anywhere else. You probably don't even want to get it here. <laughs> that was a good so just to, just to recap, Brendan really, 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 really wants Robbie Lawler to win. He really doesn't want Ben Askren to really, 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 really ruin. He'd rather he really, really, really lost. But really, he wants Robbie Lawler to win, even though really he wants Ben Askren to lose. But he really thinks Ben Askren's going to win. Really. Really. <sighs> Bryce. You say ben really? Askren, move on. <laughs> How do you think the fucking fight goes? I Could think be in that, a bitch, Bryce. <laughs> I think that it's going to be, like you said, he's going to take him down. And he's probably just going to uh, land some solid ground to pound, do enough work to not get... Uh, Stood up and it's gonna cruise you an easy. Hopefully decision. by the end of the night, Robbie Lawler's head is not the watermelon that once was. What? Remember when he fucking broke a watermelon with his arms? No, that's Ben that was, Askren. That say yeah, Ben cut. Askren did that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want Robbie Lawler's head to be the fucking watermelon that once was. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Okay, now it does. You had to really run. <laughs> you had to go full circle with that one. Tyron Woodley versus Fuck Cam yo. Camera Usman for Tyron Woodley's. <laughs> 175 or 175 170 pound championship camera Usman the plus 160 underdog would lead the champion the minus 185 favorite for reasons discussed at length on this show on different episodes I think Tyron Woodley I think he's a better fighter in this fight a lot of times I don't think he's the best fighter in the cage but he's a very difficult fighter to beat because of every, everything he's good at is what other people struggle with so I think no matter who he fights pretty much I struggle through that Pretty much no matter who he fights, I think Tyron Willie can find a way to win. We've seen it against Wonderboy. We've seen it against Damian Maya. And I don't think this fight's any different. I think Tyron Woodley beats Cameron Usman. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes Usman. Hot take. I kind of want Usman to win. No shade against uh, Tyron. Cool dude. Decent dude. But I wouldn't mind to change that. Uh, the title holder. The title champion. The champion of that division. Uh, I like that change. I think Usman's cool. I think he can be a very fun fighter. I hope it's more fun than what we've been seeing late in that division for the championship bout. So 
I'm not saying we will see a better fight. I hope we do. I do got Tyron, but I am kind of having a little rooting interest for Usman. Great nickname for Cameron Usman, too. Nigerian, Nigerian Nightmare. Nigerian Nightmare. Um, I also have Tyron Woodley. Like we've talked about before, they're very extremely similar fighters. What is that from? What? You're not the talking Nigerian about? Nightmare. Cameron Usman. When no, who talks like that? The Nigerian Nightmare. <laughs> it's from something. You don't know the accent. It's from something's bothering me. Rick, oh my Rick Moranis. Are you guys you guys going with the podcast? Don't I'm... just randomly say Nigerian Nightmare when I'm giving my takes. Then all right, bro. We got. Um, I have Tyron Woodley. I think, like we've discussed before, they're extremely similar fighters in terms of their style. Really good wrestlers and um, Brendan. <laughs> Um, and so, I just think that Tyron Woodley, his, like we've also talked about, what separates him from the rest of the division is his fight IQ. And I think that that can carry him through a very tough guy in Kimura Usman. Is this the guy you're thinking of that talks like that? Maybe. Because that guy definitely talks like that. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know what he might be, what what would I know him from? I don't know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, you had Woodley? Yes. Hold that guy on your phone and after the podcast, show me a video of him talking. John Jones versus Anthony Smith, the main event of UFC 235 for John Jones' light heavyweight championship of the world. John Jones minus 900 favorite, so does it really matter how big of an underdog Anthony Smith is? No. Um, I, it's pretty cut and dry here. I think Anthony Smith is a talented fighter. He's very powerful. He's not in the same league as John Jones. John Jones cruises to victory against Anthony Smith. I'm sorry, guys. How? So how? My how does he win? Decision. Man, that would suck. I'm gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna end the terrible fucking takes I had all the, all the whole show, even though I'm continuing it right now. Uh, I'm gonna end it right now. John Jones is gonna win the fight. He's gonna knock him out. He's gonna finish him some way, somehow. John Jones wins de- decisively. That's the some way and somehow is a knockout. You said it. Knocks but I would not be surprised if he even submits him. Like he's gonna finish him some way somehow. But I'm leaning towards a knockout. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also think that he's John Jones is gonna win by finish. I just don't. Anthony Smith. I've bought into a bit of the hype and giving him more than a puncher's chance because, I mean, we've also seen him live. We saw him retire Rashad Evans. I could have retired Rashad Evans that night. I mean, probably. But I just think that he has extremely good power, and if he lands that shot, it it could be interesting. But even then, if he does, I feel like John Jones might be able to take it. So I think John Jones wins, and he's going to finish him. I I want a better post-conference or post-fight interview with John Jones because it seemed like the last one he was very yeah, was positive, happy, That's and all he does. Just be be the bad guy, John Jones. Everybody like, looks at you as the bad guy. Just be the bad guy. Like he 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 went up to Rogan and like I'm so thankful to be here. I'm glad to be back. Like no, fucking call somebody out. Talk shit to somebody. Do something fun. Call DC call a fat him. bitch. Yeah, that's what he should do. <laughs> um, I, I don't really like. It'd be smarter for him to embrace the hot guy or bad guy. Hot guy. <laughs> The bad guy, like, role. I don't really want him to do that, but I also don't want him to be, like, fucking Le- the LeBron James of the UFC either. Yeah, phony fuck. <laughs> I agree I'm with dropping that. the mic. I'm done for the fucking rest of the podcast. Catch y'all later. At me on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter name, but at me there. We're at an hour and ten minutes. Do we want to do a hypothetical or no? I think no. it's a relatively quick one. Okay, if it's really quick, sure. And then Brendan has to talk. Who is the most famous person with your name? And could you beat them in a fight? I saw this on Twitter. I should probably give credit, but eh, fuck them. Yeah, yeah I don't know where the, the first person that comes to my mind definitely not spelled the same is Brendan Schaub. 
Oh, I forgot about Brendan Schaub. I was thinking Brendan Ryan, the former out- outfielder for the Cardinals. It's the only Brendan but, I could think of. But if you type in Brendan, you get a lot of baseball players. Mm-hmm. A lot of baseball. It's a very baseball player name. You lived up to the stereotype there, my friend. Except I'm not good. These guys seem like they're playing college and pros, but um, I'm playing fucking. So, no, you can't beat a Brendan Schaub. I don't know. I think I can kick him in the dick one good time. I, I think Brendan Shaw would maul you. So can you beat Bryce Harper? <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. I, want, I, I got him beat in the hair. What do you think? No. no. no? Hard, <laughs> hard disagree. Um, I could, is Brandon Marshall the most famous Brandon? My name is Brandon, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that. Yeah. You, um, Either Buju Banton, the fucking Jamaican rapper, or Brandon Marshall. The There's no way you could beat up Brandon Marshall. No, probably not Buju Banton either because he's in prison. So. <laughs> He could probably beat me up too. Chris Long, the NFL player, he was he brought up the uh, point. He was like, "Is there any bigger of a gap between the rest of the people with the name and the apex than Brock?" No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. <laughs> and then the fake John Jones, the white guy game developer that acts like and tweeted at for John yeah. Jones all the time. Uh-huh. He quote tweeted and goes, "Well, here's the thing." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Um. Do you want to do the wrap-up, Bryce? Do you want me to do it? Hit it. You can follow everything we do at UntitledMMA.com. Fight picks, fight previews, fighter spotlights, this podcast, the store. Uh, it's a full week of content this week because it is pay-per-view week, which I didn't think about till just now. But full week of content this week on UntitledMMA.com. You can follow us on social media at UntitledMMA on Twitter and Instagram, UntitledMMA on Facebook. You can listen to this podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Wherever you listen to your podcast, this one is probably there. Rate, review, subscribe, give us a like, whatever. It's the easiest way to help the show. It only takes a couple seconds. Do it, you lazy motherfuckers. You worthless pieces Stop of shit it. who you listen to this always fucking antagonize. show. Just give us a fucking subscribe or a fucking review for fuck's sake. God damn it. You can't always antagonize our listeners. <laughs> Although I don't feel like there's too many left after the really release. <laughs> um... And then if you have any questions for us, most of the time we have a little more time to uh, – we would have a little more time to go through stuff. You can use hashtag AskUntitled on Twitter. I'll check before the end of it every podcast. We don't have any this week. You can always tweet us that uh, on Twitter. Use hashtag AskUntitled. You could always then comment or DM us on any of our social media platforms. And if we see it before the show, we'll get to it. Is there anything else? I don't think so. It's a wrap. This is Untitled MMA.